E-girl Jeff. Uh, yes, uh, uwu, as they say. <laughs> and welcome back to the Football Absurdity Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco. I'm here with my co-host, Walker Kelly and Mike Valverde. Walker, how is your Friday going? Pretty good. Uh, I applied to be a junior varsity basketball coach. Yeah. All right. Right on. Are you going to run some box in one? No, almost certainly not. You won't run box in one? Not in one. I mean, probably anybody who would be good enough would be on varsity. Yeah, that's true. So I don't think I'll need to. We ran boxing one in JV because we had one guy that was a far and away the best defender on the team. And so so we everybody else ran box and he just guarded the best guy on the other side. So fair enough. Yeah. Mike, how about you? Are you running a box in one? I'm in a box and it's only one box. So I guess that would be a box in one. Absolutely. I guess that works. So uh, what we will do today is our. We'll talk about last night's game, Thursday Night Football. Um, we're not sure how angry we're going to get about Tua Tungo Vailoa. We're not happy about it. We know that much, but we'll see where the rage takes us. Um, and then we'll talk about this weekend's games. Um, if this is your first episode, please rate, review, subscribe on your podcast app of choice. And know that we are part of Football Absurdity, which is a website, a Twitch channel, a YouTube channel, as well as the podcast and a Discord. Links to the Twitch and the uh, Discord will be in the description. The YouTube is just an archive of Twitch. Um, I think that's it. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Jeff Crisco, K-R-I-S-K-O. Walker is RF. I'm sorry, Mike is RFL Red Zone. Uh, and Walker is Big Daddy Drix with an X. So, last night's game. Uh, Bengals 27, Dolphins 15. Uh, big news story is um, Tua Tungo-Vailoa, uh, got a nasty throwdown um after uh leaving the game with 14 targets i believe it was in the second quarter that, that this happened and yeah, um late late second yeah yeah and um amazon just decided to keep showing uh the aftermath of it and uh i was displeased there's a lot of anger going around because um Tua was clearly concussed on sunday you know nfl was like oh it's a back injury and then you know guys like rap sheet uh, we're like, oh, it's a back injury. It's just carrying the NFL's water. And Tua on Sunday got thrown down, got up, shook his head, didn't reach for his back once, stumbled, fell, got up, stumbled, fell again. And then everybody's like, oh, it's a back injury. And now it's like they're supposed to take him out of the game for any signs of a concussion, any symptoms that might be a concussion. And that's clearly what that is. And I think that, um, the NFL neurology protocol, I think it needs to be changed, especially for these Thursday night football games. It, it's a thing where um, I don't see how, you know, I know every concussion is different, but Hunter Renfro is on the verge of losing his second game to a concussion. And they want us to believe that Tua got turned around in 100 hours. Yeah, I mean, I... Uh... I think it's also important to mention that uh, they were talking to Andrew Whitworth after the game about it, and uh, Big Wit said that he knew how to pass the concussion protocol even if he was still concussed. Yeah. So there's there's ways to game the system as, as a player if you want to get back out there, which most players do. 
Um, the system should be in place to protect players from that instinct because, of course, they want to play. It's what they do. You know, it's mm-hmm. what they're wired for. But, you know, he shouldn't have been out there. You know, I don't think anybody who's concussed on a Sunday should be able to play on a Thursday. I legitimately think it should just be an automatic no-go. Yeah. Um, I and, and I don't understand how the independent neurologist just kind of pushed him back out onto the field. I mean, I, it makes no sense to me. Um, <clears throat> the independent neurologist did not do his job to protect Tua. The Dolphins did not do their job to protect Tua. The NFL did not do their job to protect Tua. Amazon made a mockery of it, essentially. Um, yeah, I think pretty much everybody except Tua himself is at fault here. Yeah, it sucks because Mike McDaniel was a fun young head coach, and all of a sudden I'm not his biggest fan. Um, Mike, what do you? How, how do you feel? Were you were you able to watch this live? Yes, I saw it. Yeah. So what what uh what are what are your feelings on what's going on with this situation? Uh, my feelings is um, that we shouldn't speculate on what we don't know. We don't know okay. what transpired in that locker room. We don't know what happened with the doctors. We don't mm-hmm. know anything. All we can, all we have is speculation. And mm-hmm. um, does it look like he had a concussion on Sunday? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Did he, have, did he have a concussion on Sunday? I don't know. I wasn't there. I'm not to tackle Viola. I'm not the doctors. Um, did he have a concussion yesterday, last night? Absolutely. So, uh, was that his first concussion? Possibly. If you know, is it a second concussion? Sure, it could be. Um, so I'm not going to get worked up over something that I don't know the first time. And that's just how I see it. Okay. That's fair. And it could be a situation where he there, you can have a concussion that doesn't, you know, raise to the level of, you know, failing the test on Sunday. I mean, this is what a lot of CTA is. It's chronic traumatic head injuries. And, um, it's possible, like Walker said, he was able to pass this test and, um, you know, I don't know. I think there needs to be a review of things because, um, you know, you think about like the standard protocol players. We don't know if they're going to be cleared to like Friday. And so it's like, what's going on here? What did we miss? Clearly something was missed. I think that's what this comes down to, because this this, you know, all the the there was um, a guy head of some brain um, injury foundation. I forget his name. I'm sorry. Uh, before the game, he's like, hey, Tua could be in big trouble if he takes another hit in the head. Just heads up, because he said, hey, this was probably a concussion. So, um, you know, when when Thursday Night Football first came up, a lot of players spoke out. Ironically, Richard Sherman, who is now on Thursday Night Football, said, hey, NFL doesn't care about player safety if they're making us play on Thursday Night Football every week. They don't. Period. Right. They don't they don't care. This was this was from the players because they they're like, look, every Sunday is like I got in a car accident and you want me to go out there and play three, four days later. There are times where a guy gets concussed in a game. We've all seen it. He doesn't show symptoms that day. He doesn't show symptoms the next day. All of a sudden, Tuesday, Wednesday, he's showing up on the concussion um, protocol because he had post concussive symptoms and the turnaround from Sunday to Thursday. Like Mike, like you said, we weren't there. Everything could have been done right. And he could have past the protocol, whether it was because he hadn't shown symptoms yet, or like Walker said, the players know how to get around the protocol if they try hard enough. And to have this Thursday night football, it's like there's not enough time for it to 
marinate to cook to actually know because the we don't know what's going on in, inside the head it's not like an arm you can't can't really get, do an mri and see a concussion right, you know right. so that's um, one of the biggest problems with cte is that we don't know until you do an autopsy and you know there it is it shows up yeah i um i wrote about this last night uh for the absurdity check um i wrote about tua and joe mixon so two very different things to talk about and uh, I had to take out a paragraph where I was like, there's a reason why old timers are shooting themselves in the chest and why we hear about all these things. And I was like, you know what? I can't do this. You know, it, it, that was a different NFL and they're, they're, they're better, but at the same time, they only got better because they were exposed to, uh, cause an, uh, an attorney said, Hey, you guys are going to be liable for a lot of damages. And, you know, with something like this, they showed that their system isn't sufficient. So there there's so many stories. Um, when I was going through the police academy, one of the cadets was a former uh, pro football player, mm-hmm. and he would tell me stories that it was just like you you never heard before about concussions. But that was, as you mentioned, Jeff, back then. Yeah, things are getting a lot better, but it's still you're just like the NFL ignored it, ignored all these situations until they absolutely had to do it, and it's sad that all these players that you and I grew up with and stuff like that. And they're, you know, they're headed towards CTE probably. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. And it's kind of a crazy situation that all of them don't have it in some form or way. Um, But yeah, it's, it's a sad situation whatsoever. Yeah. And it's not like they really like stopped glorifying the big hits and everything. I mean, jacked up was around for forever on Monday night football. Oh yeah, jacked up. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I remember that show. Holy. So yeah, I mean they've they've come a long way for player safety, and I do want to say that. But the almighty dollar, kind of uh, taking precedent, is is a is a problem. So, um, let's uh let's go on to the game um itself. I mean, where do you guys want to start? Uh, we could start with Joe Mixon. Uh, who is now the least efficient running back in the NFL? Yeah, he stinks. Isn't yeah, his story, his whole career, though, pretty much inefficiency. He's never been the most efficient guy, but he's been a lot more efficient in the past than he has been this season. Uh-huh. I think his career yards per carry is 4.1, and this season he's averaging like under three. So oh. it's uh, it's very bad. Yeah, I mean, he's looking like his. Uh, his stat lines right now are like Trent Richardson rookie season type oh. type things. I mean, oh, he had, at one point last night, he had 24 carries for 61 yards. My and, goodness. Uh, you're going to keep starting him in fantasy because he touches the ball a crap load. The volume's um, there. And, right, and he gets every goal line carry. So he's going to be a starter for you. It's just he's not efficient enough to be like a top three guy, even though he has a top three touch load. He's just simply not a good enough player to do it. Another Najee Harris sounds like. Yeah, pretty much. That's I think that's what Jeff said on Twitter actually. Yeah, I said he's Najee Harris, and nobody wants to. Uh, nobody wants to admit it. No, uh, nobody wants to admit it, but he's Najee Harris. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, guess I, I agree. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, Mixon, good for fantasy, bad in real life right now. Um, the opposite is true for Tyler Boyd. He's good in real life and bad for fantasy because he doesn't get enough targets. Um, Chase is, you know, Chase and Higgins are guys you're going to put in their lineup every week. Higgins is the more consistent guy, and 
Chase, when he doesn't have a good game, still bails you out with like a long pass at the end and is fine. And if he has a huge, if he has a good game, then he has a huge game. So, you know, at, and Hayden Hurst remains in the streamer category. You know, he scored a touchdown last last night, but I think he caught three passes. So, you know, he he's he's a streamer. So yeah, is RB fourteen points per game right now? Nixon is. Yeah, yeah. RB fourteen. That's not great. No, not especially near what you drafted him at. Right, right especially, especially considering the amount of touches he's getting, which is insane and more than even his like biggest fans were projecting. So yeah, for him to be RB 14 in points per game is a pretty big disappointment. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. My dogs just came in and there was a little bit of a uh, little bit of chaos. So I had to handle that. Um, uh, so let's talk about this Raheem Mostert Chase Edmonds split. So Walker and I on Wednesday talked about how Raheem Mostert didn't look great. Chase Edmonds was still getting the role. Chase Edmonds should have had two touchdowns. Um, we have an article going up on the website tomorrow from Herms about um, how uh, Chase Edmonds isn't really the best back for, to carry the biggest part of the load for this team. So is it are we in a situation where we don't really want either back? Like to start, is this like a, or is this, is this like a, I'm trying to think of a, a good comparison, uh, I guess a worse version of Chase Edmonds and James Conner last year. Yeah, I mean, Mostert is going to get more carries, um, especially between the 20s, but Edmonds is going to catch significantly more passes. Because mm-hmm. when Mostert's out there, he simply does not demand targets. He does not run routes. He doesn't catch the ball very well. He really doesn't turn in open field very well. He just runs forward really fast. So, you know, he's still a fine running back and runs up the middle a little bit more effectively than Edmonds does. But in situations where Miami needs to pass, Chase Edmonds is the preferred back. I don't think you can keep relying on Edmonds to score every week. Um, I don't think his role is big enough for that. So I think we have to adjust his projections down a little bit. But I still think even though Mostert is the nominal starting back, I would still rather have Edmonds for fantasy, but it's not a guy I'd want to consistently play in my RB2 slot. He's more of a flex consideration. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I, I agree with you, uh, especially because he's just not getting the carries at all. Um, I'm looking at, I, was, I don't know how it jumped, but I was trying to find his, his 2022 numbers and, um, it looks it looks like I think it was you or Jeff who said that poor um, Chase Edmonds, James Conner kind of role. And that's exactly what I think it's going to turn out to be. They just I don't know. The Cardinals didn't really trust them to run the ball at, at a high volume. And it looks like the Miami Dolphins would rather use Raheem Mostert. He got 15 carries yesterday. So, um, yeah, I mean, Chase Chase Edmonds is currently averaging seven carries for 21 yards per game. Yeah, that is he's a very, pass catcher. That's very bad. Um, but he he's averaging. Uh, let's see, two catches for seventeen yards. Mm. And that's not good either. No, I mean he he's averaging. If he doesn't score a touchdown, he's you know he's gonna get you like six points. So. 
he's a flex consideration in matchups with like high over unders or against bad defenses. I think you can play him as a flex, but otherwise I think he's a guy who probably stays on your bench and in shallower leagues, he's probably not even a guy you need to have on your bench. Okay. Um, Sticking with Miami, because I think we talked, uh, I mean, Cincinnati, T. Higgins, very good. Jamar Chase, very good. Better days are ahead for Chase. There's not much to talk about there. Um, Jalen Waddle didn't have a great game with uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Mike McDaniel said that um, Tua Tungo-Vailoa has no timetable for return. Um, but we just have to keep rolling with Jalen Waddle, at least for now, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, he he was outstanding the first three games. and. Uh, even with a dud last week, he's still averaging over 100 yards per uh, receiving per game. So, yeah, he's the guy who's in your lineup every week, same as Hill. Okay, perfect. So is there anything else, Mike, that you want to add about this game? No, I think we, we covered it um, pretty well. Okay, sounds good. So let's uh, let's start talking about Sunday. Um, so uh, we're... Mike and I are on West Coast time. Walker, you don't have to get up at sicko hours to watch this game. 6.30 a.m. Pacific. Uh, Mike, will you be up at sicko hours to watch this game? Absolutely Hell not. Hell no. Because you're going to go to... Be up at no 6.30 to watch no Minnesota and New Orleans? Hell you're no. Because you're going to go to bed like four hours before this. <laughs> I'll probably, yeah, I'll probably be at bed like at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be up about 5, 5.30, 6 o'clock. I will be up for this because I am a sicko and I will be watching this and we'll actually be talking about this. Uh, I'll be watching it while doing the start or sit show on Twitch starting at 830 Pacific on, on Sunday morning to help you set your lineups. Twitch.tv slash football absurdity. How about that for working a plug in? Um, so this one is in the UK, jolly old England. Um, Dalvin Cook, who has a shoulder injury, is going to be active in this one. He left the game early last week. There was a lot of questions about if he was going to play. It seems like he has this shoulder that keeps popping out of socket, and they have this whole device that they can rig him up in, and he can go ahead and play the next week. Why don't they just keep that device around so they can rig him up in it and put him back out there, I guess? We say this 10 minutes after ranting about player safety. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, throw him out there. He's dislocated his shoulder. Who cares? Uh, Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess if there's no risk of further structural damage, then it's fine to play. But, you know, it's his shoulder, so I don't think it's really going to affect him much in terms of running the ball. Maybe he'll be a little bit more, you know, concerned about getting hit hard. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that's a bad thing as a running back. I don't think as a running back you should be looking to get hit hard anyway. (laughs) Yeah. um, You know, he's a shiftier type of runner anyway. I, I think he'll be fine. You know, it, it's a matchup against a tougher defense, so I don't expect a massive Dalvin Cook game, but he's still a guy you're playing. Okay. And then um, on the New Orleans side, Andrews Pete, Jameis Winston, or Andrews Pete. Sorry, I went uh, wrong accent. I went Elvis Andrews there with it. Andrews Pete, uh, Jameis Winston, Michael Thomas all out. Jarvis Landry is questionable in this one. So uh, we got uh, Red Rifle throw into uh, Chris Olave in this one. So uh, with all these injuries, Walker, um, you wanted to know if Alvin Kamara is still an RB1 for fantasy. Did want to know that. Um, he's an RB1 on the Saints? No. Um, I mean, here's the thing, and I, I'm, I'm double-checking the stats here. Uh, Alvin Kamara is – that can't be, right? It says he's not in the top 50 in fantasy points. 
Oh, he's not. Yeah. Wow. He's been awful. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say because, yeah, he missed week two. He came back, got 22 opportunities and 17 touches. He had 12 touches the week before. Uh, Offense is bad. Um, And and when they're good, they're good because they're throwing the ball downfield to Chris Olave. Um, I'm going to split the difference. Because of no Michael Thomas and because of Red Rifle, I think that they will um, give him enough targets this week to make him an RB1. But I don't think he's an RB1 going forward when the when the Saints are at full strength. Their offense just isn't built in a way that works t- to maximize his potential. It's a down it's a downfield push it down, push it hard offense, unlike Drew Brees, which was we're going to pick up six yards at a time and there's nothing that you can do to stop it. Which which was what made Alvin Kamara so good. You know, he had 80 catches for four straight years, 81, 81, 81, and 83, I think it was. Yeah. And yeah, and um, that's just that's not what the Saints do anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate, but I don't, I don't think Alvin Kamara at this point in his career is a transcendent enough player to be a top twelve running back consistently with the role that he has, which is just not the role he used to. Um, you know, if he's getting fifteen touches a game, I think that you're hoping for a touchdown. You know, he's still an RB two type guy because he's getting more touches than your flex play type type players. But it's not a very good offense. He's probably not going to score a lot of touchdowns. He's not catching as many passes as he used to. He's getting older. So it's, yeah, it, he's falling down into that, like, Ezekiel Elliott, James Conner range for me. Yeah, and, um, I mean, Mike, maybe you can speak to this a little bit. Uh, it, no more Sean Payton. I think that that's changed things. I mean, they got Pete Carmichael there calling the calling the shots, but... Um, you know, there, it's a big difference between, um, sitting at the foot of Sean Payton and trying to fill his shoes. Yeah. No more Drew Brees either. So, yeah. I mean, like, what are we going to do? Right. And so, uh, Alvin Kamara is now 27 years old, believe it or not. Oh my God. Really? Yeah. Dude. And he, his average per game is not too bad. Five yards per average. He's, he has 24 attempts, a hundred yards. So that's that's five. That's not bad, but he's just not getting the targets either. He's gotten 11 targets um, over two games, five receptions. So two and a half for 19 yards is yeah. Um, I don't think he's an RB 52, but is he an RB 24? Probably. Yeah. And I think um, Walker Walker invoked uh, Ezekiel Elliott. And I think that that's the problem with what's going on with Kamara is he's not that Ezekiel Elliott type. He's not the type to get 300 carries. Right. And if the targets dry up, then you got Kenyon Drake on your hands. You know, he's better than Kenyon Drake, but you've got that usage on your hands, you know, where it's like, he'll run a little bit and he'll catch a couple passes, but he's not going to do enough to make it all work. Um, so before we get into the win, loser draw, let me ask you. Uh, so we're starting Justin Jefferson are we starting Chris Olave knowing that it's going to be Andy Dalton, but no Michael Thomas? It's, they're two different players. I think yeah. I'd rather go with Landry if if we're looking at Michael Thomas. Okay. Um, so Landry I'll, over Olave this weekend. That's what you're thinking. Yeah, I would too. And Andy Dalton's arm isn't as great as it used to be. He mm-hmm. doesn't have that that rifle arm, the, the red rifle anymore. It's more like red red BB red. gun. 
pop gun or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Olave is is I, I don't know. It's going to be difficult to see him put up a lot of points. Okay. Um, what about uh, we're starting Dalvin Cook, Irv Smith. I don't. I don't. Th- I'll, I'll answer for both of you. Don't start Irv Smith. Yeah, don't. Mike. Mike's yeah, processing. I agree. He yeah. had he had one week. I think week two where he mm-hmm. did okay, but week one and week um, three was not is all that great. Yeah. So okay. Um, let's get into Walker's win, loser, draw. Uh, I didn't want to step on too much of this. Uh, Walker, you've got Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen, and Chris Olave. I do. So I will go first. Um, I think Adam Thielen win. We saw Adam Thielen get involved in the red zone and in the end zone last week. I think that continues. He'll score a touchdown. So he'll get that back um, in uh, in his bag of tricks. Draw will be Kirk Cousins, 270 and two, maybe a pick. Um, the real question is, is if a 6.30 a.m. game counts as primetime. I don't think so. <laughs> okay. All right. It's primetime in England, though. Prime time. Prime. So, all right. So he'll be the draw and the loss will be Olave for the reasons that we already outlined. Uh, the changeover from Jameis to um, Andy Dalton. But I'm still starting him. I'm still starting Chris Olave uh, in a three wide receiver league. I'm not going out of my way to bench him. Bold. Um, Mostly because I will probably forget before the game starts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll go win, Thielen, draw, Olave, loss, Cousins. Okay, Mike, what do you think? I'm going to go win Cousins, um, draw Thielen, loss Olave. Okay. Woo! I uh, I got a push notification, which I checked during the episode because almost all my push notifications are football news. And I was reading it, and I just scanned it, and I saw uh, Jonathan Taylor left Colts injury. And I was like, uh-oh. And it was, he was left off the Colts injury report. Oh, geez, but, scary. But me. I saw it, but then <laughs> I looked over and I saw Jonathan Taylor left Colts in. I was like, oh, no, but no, nope, he's fine. All right, uh, clean sweep about here. About to walk off this show with that injury. <laughs> Mike's going to walk into the Sacramento River. Um, uh, we got a clean sweep, Minnesota victory. All three of us think Minnesota wins. Uh, next game up, Cleveland is 2-1, Atlanta 1-2, and 49.5 point over under. Cleveland, 1.5 point road favorites injuries in this one miles garrett flipped his car um i realized that i became a real car accident sicko because i saw the accident i was like yeah he's fine and it turns out he's okay um jadavian Clowney and miles garrett are both questionable um cordero patterson is dealing with a knee issue he's also questionable no other players on the injury report mike has a spicy saucy question about a unicorn a man that's just built different what mr <laughs> One, one Mr. Kyle Pitts. Yeah, and um, Kyle Pitts, who currently is a tight end 15, uh, is it too early to bench Kyle Pitts if you have, you know, an adequate replacement? Well, it, let me, this is what I was going to ask you when I saw the question. For who? Okay, good question. Uh, um, If you have David Njoku. Mm, I David? Would, I would play Kyle Pitts no matter what this week, essentially, because... I think it's a really good matchup. 
I, I don't think that Cleveland is going to do a very good job defending him, and the over-under is really high, so I think there's a better chance he scores a touchdown in this game. Um, I would not bench him for David Njoku, even though I like David Njoku this week. I wouldn't bench him for David Njoku either. Tyler Conklin, that might be a different story, but I think you're getting a little too spicy with the quarterback uh, sh- uh, shift over. Zach Ertz. Uh, is a legitimate question. Gerald Everett. I mean, I'd rather play Pitts. Okay. It's a real question though. I, I am still giving Pitts the benefit of the doubt, Mike, because of what he did last week. You know, you mentioned he's what tight end 15. I think you said last week, five for 87, uh, which was doubling his receptions and quadrupling his yardage on the year, almost uh, coming close, at least tripling. Um, So Walker's right. It's a good matchup. Uh, Njoku does have a better matchup in this game. Um, the Falcons have allowed 20 more fantasy points to tight ends playing against them than Kyle Pitts has scored this year. So that's just something to keep in mind. That's actually something I'm going to be tracking all year, which is will Kyle Pitts or the tight end opposite Kyle Pitts score more fantasy points every week. So that's something that I'm, that I'm tracking every week. And so far the tight end opposite him is three for, for three. So we'll see how that continues this week. Um, but I would still start Kyle Pitts because, um, you know, we talk I, I've talked a lot about the range of being correct. And, uh, you know, you have to uh, a player you don't want to sit has to do really po- or you don't want to start has to do poorly. And a player that you want to start in instead, that's a less talented player with less opportunity has to do really well for that overlap to be correct. So I think that it's um, too many moving parts to a roster at this point. If he gets messed up this week, then we'll we'll revisit this. That's fair. Yeah. But I think at worst, he's a blob. Like, absolute worst, he's a blob tight end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, pretty much true, which is should not be the case at all. No, yeah. Sure. So let me ask you both a question. Are we starting Amari Cooper this week, coming off a of back-to-back 100-yard games against the Jets and the Steelers? Yeah. Yeah, I'm playing Amari Cooper this week. He's, a I believe, a top-20 play for me. Okay, Mike, what do you think? You think he's you think he's become the apple of Jacoby Brissett's eye? Yeah, him and Njoku. Um, so yeah, I agree. I agree. I think he, the very least you're going to get top twenty four production out of him. Okay, and my my um, I had a spicy take this week uh, in the things that might happen that we shouldn't worry about that Jacoby Brissett finishes as a top twelve quarterback. I have him. Um, you know, that's my spicy take. It's not the best matchup. Walker and I talked about that on um, Wednesday. I couldn't even fit him into my streamers. Like, I have that spicy take, but I'd rather, Walker and I talked about, rather Mariota, rather Trevor Lawrence, rather um, Gino, even. Um, but if you're really in a bind, I think Jacoby Brissett will have a good uh, game. If you're in a two-quarterback league and, um, you know, you're uh, you're you're in a bind. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I have Brissett at 19 this week. So, yeah, I think in two quarterback leagues, he's a perfectly fine play. Yeah. So um, I mentioned Marcus Mariota. Walker and I talked Mariota to death on the Wednesday episode of the podcast, the ranking show. But, Mike, what do you think about Marcus Mariota this week? Um. Yeah, I mean, he's he's doing pretty well. He's a top 12 or he's actually a QB 12 on the season at this point. Mm-hmm. But um. I, I think his floor, just because he runs so much, is going to surpass. So 
if you're looking at someone like if you have a Jameis Winston or a Matthew Stafford or someone to that effect, um, I'd rather go Mariota than than those guys. Yep. Really? Yeah. Mariota, uh, check this out. More rushing yards on fewer attempts than Justin Fields. Interesting. Marcus Mariota has not, is 96 for 24. Fields is 27 for 95. Uh, Mariota is fifth in yards and attempts at quarterback uh, rushing. Um, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Daniel Jones are your top three. And Josh Allen comes up four in that stat. Um, Drake London. Here, let me ask you this. Drake London or Amari Cooper? Yes. Both yeah. of them. It's hard to say no to either one of those guys right now. I, I mean, I have them ranked back to back. Uh, I have Cooper at 20 and London at 21. So I think even in two wide receiver leagues, you're probably playing both of them. All right. Kareem Hunt or Cordell Patterson? Patterson. Easy. Yeah. It, it all depends on the kind of Hunt's been up and down. Like he had a great week one, a bad week two, a good week three. Um, I think he had a good week three. Uh, it wasn't great, but it was solid. Um, so Patterson has been more efficient, so I'd go with Patterson. Okay. All right. Uh, so let's go with uh, Mike. What is your win-loser draw for this game? Win-loser draw. Uh, Nick Chubb, Drake London, Amari Pooper. I'm going Nick Chubb draw, which is 300 rushing yards. <laughs> 20, 20 carries for 110 yards and one touchdown and no yep. catches. That's right. That is that is the Chubb. Um, so we'll call that. That's the official Chubb line. The uh, that's full Chubb. Um, full, full the full Chubb. 20, 20 for one, ten and one and no targets. That's right. Uh, and then uh, last night I determined the full mix in to be uh, 20 touches for 85 yards. Yeah. Or 20. No, it was 25 touches for 80 yards. That's what it was. That sounds right. Yeah. That, and a that, touchdown. Yep. Yeah. The gross, really gross. Yeah. But he gets fantasy points and Kev cackles. Mm. Um, so, so Nick Chubb is draw, but it's a zillion points. Amari Cooper is win. And uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to go Drake London win. Drake London gets two touchdowns. And Amari Cooper is a loss because he scores or he gets fewer than 100 yards. I'm going to say Nick Chubb loss. I will say he doesn't score a touchdown. So he has the half Chubb. The half Chubb, yeah. Um, Drake London, I will go with a draw. I think he has something in the range of like six for 80 and no touchdown, and he's perfectly fine. And then I'll say Amari Cooper keeps it up. I'll, I'll say he scores a touchdown again this week. And so we've got a half Chubb and somebody keeping it up is what That's I'm right. hearing. We're keeping it up. All, All right. Clean sweep on the Atlanta Falcons for this one to win the game, which was kind of surprising to me. Um, but, uh, yeah, we all have the Falcons. All right. Next game up. Washington 1-2 and two, travels to Dallas 2-1. and one, 41 and a half point over under. Dallas three-point favorites. And um, I would like to invite Walker and Mike to take a look at my window right now. Can you see what's on my screen? Yeah. Garoppolo? Yeah, it's Probably. Oh, it's trivia. Oh, week four trivia. Week four trivia. In lieu of oh. win, loser, draw, I have a trivia question related to each game that I am going to talk about. 
I, I already can. I'll play, but I already concede to to Walker, who's probably gonna. This is not even. I'm, be- I'm really good at trivia. <laughs> okay, so I, um, I am going to um, read the question, and then I'm going to click over to the slide. You guys almost saw the saw the answers. I clicked the wrong thing. And then I'm going to click over to the slide so that you can read it. Um, this way, nobody reads ahead and answers the question ahead of time. Once you think you have the answer, say your name. I'll call on you. The other person gets a chance to answer after that if you don't get it right. If neither one gets it right, no points. Okay? Okay. We got five questions today. So first one. Oh, I clicked over. Oh, I can't do what I wanted to do. Oh, man. Oh, come on. Oh, well, I guess... Uh, Here we go. We'll just have it up on the screen. Last week, Cooper Rush was in no hurry when he put the Giants in a barrel, orchestrating an 11-play, 89-yard touchdown drive capped by a touchdown pass to CeeDee Lamb to put the Cowboys up for good last week. How many game-winning drives does Carson Wentz have in his career, which Pro Football Reference defines as a fourth-quarter or OT drive that ends in a score that puts his team up for good? So how many game-winning drives does Carson Wentz have in his career? I'm going to say four. All right, so Mike goes first with four. That is incorrect. Walker? Uh, I, the number that pops into my head is 19. 19. Uh, Walker is also incorrect, so nobody gets the points. He has 11 10 with Philadelphia, one with Washington already this year, and none with the Indianapolis Colts. That is correct. I know about that very well. I know. That is, Mike, I know all about that. That <laughs> is correct. All right. So when it's my turn to go up again, I'll have more trivia questions for you. But for now, let's talk about Washington and Dallas. Injuries in this one. Washington uh, backup center Wes Schweitzer is out. So they're on their third string. I think his name is Nick Martin. Ah, I know that guy. <laughs> Good luck. Um, Dallas, uh, Dalton Schultz's knee has left him questionable. Dak said he might come back in week five on um, primetime game. I forget which one it was. Um, but now doctors are saying a more realistic return is week six. And Michael Gallup off the injury report is going to play this weekend. So he's made his way all the way back. Um, so Carson Wentz had two good games to start the year uh, from a fantasy perspective last week. Everything fell apart this week. He's going up against a Cowboys team that uh, allows. Oh, man, having the trivia made me uh, made my notes called discombobulated. They allow the 10th fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks on the year. So my question is, is Carson Wentz in for another bad passing day? Bad? No. Good? Also, no. (laughs) (laughs) Very Wentzian? Yes. I think he will throw for like 240 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. That is the, the that's full Wentz. Yeah, the full Wentz. The full Wentz. The full Mike, what, <laughs> Mike, what do you think? You watch this man for a year. You guys are best friends. What yeah. do you think? You, look, Mike. Mike the Colts, went hunting with Carson Wentz. <laughs> the Colts and Carson Wentz, if anything, left on good terms. <laughs> Yeah. The owner definitely didn't go screaming down the hallway saying to get the man out of the building. No, no, he wouldn't have done that. Not at all. Nope. Doesn't sound Not during like the game either. Nope. Yeah. So uh, the Cowboys, pretty good matchup or pretty bad matchup for quarterbacks. Not as bad as the Eagles, 
last week. But um, do you think that it's it's going to be another dreadful passing day for the for the Commanders? I don't. How good is Dallas's defense against the pass? Uh, against In fantasy points, they're tenth tenth uh, best. Tenth best. Yeah, fantasy points allowed. Yeah, if you I give if it. you give me a sec, I can give you the average quarterback line against them this year. I just have to sure. toggle this to be per game. Um, so per game, they are allowing 202 passing yards. And um, why are there no touchdowns here? Oh, touchdowns. <laughs> uh, there's no touchdowns. Uh, well, they're 200... 202 passing yards, so not much. Oh, they're wait, hold on, timeout. I think I know why there is no passing yards there or passing touchdowns there. Hold on. Hold on. I have to double check this. They might have given up zero on the year. What? That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Possibly uh, it's only three games in. Three games. Tom Brady. No, Tom Brady threw for one. Okay, this stat is just wrong. Yeah, Brady threw to one to Evans in week one. Then they played the Bengals. Uh, I think Burrow threw two against them. Yeah. Okay, this is... This is, I know why. It's because they allow less than one per game, and it rounded down. Oh, that was that so was the been, problem. They, they've had two passing touchdowns against them in three games. Yes, uh, Daniel Jones didn't yeah. have one. Yeah, okay, it rounded down. That's what happened. Uh, okay. okay, that's what threw me off. I was like, hold on, timeout. But yeah, they've allowed two passing touchdowns in three games. And which is first in the NFL, obviously. Um. um yeah, no, it's going to be a horrific day for Carson Wentz. You're probably looking at, like, 205 yards. I'll give him a touchdown. So, that's All probably right. not even going to be top 12 numbers. All Ooh. right, then we're we're going to run through the commanders. Start or sit? Uh, Antonio Gibson. Start. Start. J.D. McKissick, who has sneakily a lot of targets. Um. Uh, what what's the parameters here? Like, does he have to be top thirty, top thirty-five to be? A I would say top thirty because that top gives 30. us two running backs and a flex. Okay. Uh, is second stick. in targets with seven. No, I meant I meant what seven? Oh uh, no, I'm sorry. That's week two. Yeah, he has nineteen targets on the year. My bad. Yeah, I would sit McKissick this week. Sit McKissick, Mike. I would sit McKissick too. Um. He has 19 targets, which is yeah. fifth. Yeah. So I have him. I have McKissick in a 12-team, two running back, two flex league, and I am sitting him. Um, Logan Thomas. Sit. Yeah. Hopefully you have a better tight end than Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas can sit his way off the roster if Carson Wentz is going to be this bad. Uh, the wide receivers. Let's put them in order. Dotson, Samuel, and Terry McLaurin. I would start. Curtis Samuel, because they get him the ball however they can. Terry McLaurin's like a back-end wide receiver, too. And Jahan Dotson, people won't admit it, but they got excited about the touchdowns, and that's it. So, bench him. Yeah, I would say same order. Samuel's a must-start. McLaurin is like a high-end flex. And uh, Dotson should not be in your lineup. Yep. Well, right now, what? Uh, Curtis Samuel's a wide receiver nine on the season. Um, yeah. So. I have him at 17 for the week. Yeah, just because they're playing Dallas, I could see him dropping off. Uh, week three was the first time he didn't score in top 12. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, he's in that order that, that you had. Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, John Dotson. Okay. 
Um, one last question. Uh, do we still use Noah Brown as a back-end sneaky start with uh, Michael Gallup coming back this week? No. Probably not, no. Okay, that's what I was looking for. Um, I have Dallas this one. Mike? Um, I didn't pick. I'll go with Dallas. No, I'm, I'm, instead of me saying them all, if there's a difference, I'm letting everybody say their own. Okay, I'm going Dallas. And Walker. Washington. Hail to the Commanders. Big upset. All right, next game up. Seattle travels to Detroit. Both teams are one and two. This is a 50-point over-under. Detroit, four-and-a-half-point favorites. Injuries in this one. Uh, Travis Homer was placed on IR, running back for the Seahawks. Ken Walker had a shoulder injury, but he practiced in full for Detroit. Amon Ross St. Brown and DeAndre Swift were both declared out for this game, which means it's going to be Josh Reynolds, uh, DJ Tark is back, and Jamal Williams. So, Walker, that's who you want to talk about, is is Mr. Jamal. Yeah, can he step up in DeAndre Swift's absence? Yes, next question. Okay, Mike, what do you think? Um, I, I think he can. It's it's not going to be as dramatic as DeAndre Swift, but it's going to be serviceable. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think he'll have a really big role. Um, he already gets the goal line touches, so I think that continues. He'll catch some passes now that Swift is out. Um, yeah, I, I think Williams is a guy that you should be playing this week, especially Seattle's defense is really bad. And uh, the over-under is super high in this game, so I think the likelihood that Williams gets a touchdown is quite high. So uh, in, in terms of those like RB2 type guys, he's at the top end of those guys. Okay, so I'm pulling up. Um, I did a starter sit on Jamal Williams. I want to make sure I get the numbers right. Jamal Williams has... 20 career games with over 15 touches. He averages 102.5 yards and 18.2 fantasy points per game. With the Lions, he's had five of these games, 91 yards and 16 PPR points. So he yeah, will fire fill up. fire him up. He will fill those shoes. Um, he'll probably score between like 15 and 20 points. Like he's not going to get you a blow up game, but he'll be good. He's the RB nine on the season right now. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, top 10 is weird. It's like uh, him, Khalil Herbert, uh, James Robinson. Robinson's like third. Yeah, it's the top 10. Is, the top 10 is wild here. Let me let me. Um, the, the top number three running back, James Robinson and number three tight end, Tyler Conklin. Very good stuff. <laughs> doesn't it really well, we make doesn't it really make all the work we did this offseason feel like it's worth it? Yep. It does, but, yes. Yeah, yeah. definitely. My top five, I, I, I definitely nailed. redid my projections a dozen times to get Tyler Conklin at tight end three. Yeah, <laughs> uh, here's eight through 11, just like we had it in our projections. Jamal Williams, Khalil Herbert, Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, in that order. Hell yeah. That's what it's about. <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody should have been picking Jamal Williams over Christian McCaffrey. Jamal, Jamal Williams, Williams 101. Yeah, Jamal Williams 101 next year. You heard it here first, folks. When, when uh, I said Jonathan Taylor won, I meant one and one, not just one. Oh, oh okay, okay. Mike we thought, we th Yeah, we thought Mike was saying 101. He was saying one and one. one yeah, and Mike, one. Mike was killing it. He, he was yeah. on it the whole time. Crushed it. All right. Hey I, hey, I was right. Don't take Jonathan Taylor at number one. I was wrong to say to take Christian McCaffrey, but I was right to not take <laughs> uh, You should have taken, I guess, Mark Andrews 101. You should have, or Saquon. Yeah, Saquon. Yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah, I think Jamal Williams is in for a big game. Uh, Seattle, not that great against um, running backs. 
They're also not that great against quarterbacks, even though they rank fairly high. Um, it's because quarterbacks don't really throw on them. Um, they're a lot. Yeah, they're they're top eight in fantasy points per pass attempt um, to quarterbacks. So uh, Walker and I talked about this on Wednesday. Mike, how do you feel about Jared Goff this week? Jared Goof, as some folks say. Yeah, um, whenever you say Goof, I think of my German Shepherd. Um, what Jared Goff is having a not too bad of a season. Uh, oh, he's pretty he's, solid. QB ten on the season right now. Uh, I, I like him. I like him in this matchup. Um, I, at the very least, he's a super flex play, a very high super flex play at that. So um, roll with him if you got him, I guess. If you, I mean, if you're looking at Matthew Stafford, again, with Matthew Stafford, but... I'd rather play Jared Goff. Exactly. Um, I mean, I'd rather play Jared Goff than Russell Wilson. Then Russell Wilson's another good example of that. Yeah, me too. Oh, I'm trying to think... Um... Can we start Rashad Penny in this one, given that the Lions are not the best team against running backs this year? Desperation flex. You're hoping for a touchdown. Okay. Ken Walker, DFS play only, I would say. Mike, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. Uh, Penny has not been very good at all. Um, Kenneth Walker is nowhere to see, be seen. So I think like what, what Walker just said is is correct. You're hoping for a touchdown in, in a DFS to get you – you know, a, a very good pickup would be would be Walker, maybe scoring a touchdown or catching a few passes and doing that kind of thing. No, he can't catch passes. It's he not can't. allowed. No, no, no. You saw it, Jeff. You saw it. I I did. I saw it with my own eyes. I saw Ken Walker catch a pass. Um, my tickets are like on the the twenty, uh, which would be the I guess the north twenty, and uh, that's right where he caught the ball. And I was like, oh my god, Ken Walker caught a ball. Uh, he had three receptions last week, by the way. He already has five catches in the NFL in two games. There you go. I thought that was the south where he caught it. Uh, no, it's the northern end zone. Oh, okay. My bad. I thought, I'm double ch- I'm, if you're looking is... at the 50, if you look right, that's that's south, right? Or is it that's north? <laughs> it depends on which side of the end zone you're or which side of the field you're on. That's Christ. That's true, huh? Okay, so that 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 what I call rich people tower. The ivory tower. Uh huh. That's on the west side. Okay. Because they did that. So um, as the sun sets, it sh- casts shadow on the 49er side. And the east side is the visitor side. That's where my seats are. Gotcha. Yeah. So the north. Okay. Anyways, this Kenneth is Walker. Inside the <laughs> NBA ass conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Look. If you fill up, a, if you put twenty dollars in gas in your car, it costs less. God, that video is so funny. I understand what he's saying, though. No, I am. He's super wrong. Okay, look, look. No. Okay. No. <laughs> no. We're not Fine. looking. Fine. You know what? I'm being silenced. I'm being silenced. I'm taking this podcast to the Daily Wire. Canceled on his own podcast. <laughs> All right, uh, back to what we were talking about. Uh, with Jeff Okuda likely locking up um, DK Metcalf in this one, uh, Walker I and I again so. talk. I don't think so. You don't think so? I think he locks up Tyler Lockett. Okay, so you think he, because uh, what do you think they do with DK Metcalf then? Or Warrior will play against him because he's bigger. Okay. So, but but if we, bo- if we all think that Geno Smith is an okay play, then somebody's got to do something in this receiving game. So who's it going to be? Lockett, Metcalf, or a mixture of the two? 
I like Matt comedy Jones. option. Comedy option. Will Disley. <laughs> Will Disley could score a touchdown, but uh, yeah, I, I think Metcalf is the better play this week because um, yeah, Okuda looks amazing and he matches up a lot better against Lockett than he does against Metcalf. So I would guess that the decision will be that that Oruarie, the bigger, stronger corner, will play Metcalf and they'll just have a safety over the top. Um, and then on the other side, they'll kind of just let Okuda go one-on-one on an island against Lockett. And I think that he'll do a good enough job that Lockett won't have a very good game. So if you're going to play one of these guys, I think or uh, Metcalf, excuse me, is the play. Okay. Um, Mike, what do you think, Lockett or Metcalf this week? Um, I guess Metcalf. I mean, I don't know. I think both are crud. So... <laughs> Um, yeah. both, both these guys wow. both are crud Mike says um, yeah so I guess the less cruddy of crud is Lockett I mean um, Metcalf Metcalf is are a wide sh- receiver 38 right now that's just Ooh. gross to be, to be fair he had a ridiculous catch called back uh against the 49ers so he could be as high he as did. like wide like wide receiver 33 he could be as high as that if that play wasn't called back yeah he, so. he made what you call it look like a shrimp on that play he just like you look like a shrimp don't you say that about my niners <laughs> well at least you got hufanaga hufanaga okay so so mike mike Mike, you walk into a room and you see that somebody fonged, but you don't know who it is, who did it. So you say, "Who fonged? Who fonged?" <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, that would be a no. You fonged. <laughs> no, you. That's fonged. a Seinfeld episode right there. No, no fonga, no fonga, you fonga. <laughs> uh, I hope everybody liked good. our discussion. Yeah, I hope everybody liked our discussion about fascists on Wednesday, Wednesday's episode. Um. Check it out if you didn't listen. Now we're um, just talking. Now we're just saying nonsense. <laughs> yeah, we are. I'm trying to get us back on track. Please, please. Uh, DJ Chark or Josh Reynolds? Are we starting either of them in this game with Amon Ross St. Brown out? I think you can play Reynolds. Um, Chark is absolutely not a slot receiver. Reynolds can play some slot. And um, Reynolds has Goff's trust already, whereas Chark hasn't quite gotten on the same page with golf yet so i would say uh yeah reynolds is definitely the better play for me uh mike yeah i completely agree reynolds hasn't been bad either he's sort of Mm -hmm. quietly been okay um he's uh, out of the team snaps he's 158 which is just eight less than team leader in monroe st brown and then overall he's um what is he he's like um and wide receiver, what is he? Forty something, maybe. If not better, Josh. Really? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I have to find it, but he's had. I'll a look it up, games. Mike. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, Walker's looking that up. I will give their. Oh, you're group. right, Walker. A wide yeah, receiver, forty four. Forty four. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. All right, Walker's win, loser, draw. Jared Goff, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. I will go first. Using the knowledge that Walker in, imbued upon me in this podcast. Lockett, loss. Metcalf, win. Goff, draw. 
Okay. I'll go with uh, Goff win, Metcalf draw, Lockett loss. Um, yeah, Metcalf win, Lockett draw, Goff loss, I guess, because that, that's what eliminates, or flip that, I don't know. Goff, Goff draw, Lockett loss, Metcalf win. Yeah, I like that better. Okay. And this is a clean sweep. We all think Detroit wins. Next game up, Tennessee at Indianapolis. Tennessee is one and two. Indy is one, one, and one. 42 and a half point over under. Indy three and a half point favorites. Before we get into the injuries, Mike, I have to ask, knowing what we know now about the Jags, after the Colts beat the Chiefs, is one, one, and one an acceptable outcome after these first three games? No. Okay. Mike's not happy. No, if Mike's not, not Mike's not happy. I'm not happy. Injuries in this one. Kyle Phillips, questionable with a shoulder. Austin Hooper, questionable with a neck. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is uh, was held out of practice at times this week, but he's, quote, ready to roll from a toe injury. That's what we mentioned earlier, that I thought that uh, it looked like he uh, was going to be out, but he's not. So, um, <clears throat> Mike, you want to talk about uh, Mr. Mr. Toe Man himself, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, um, he's he's as we talked about a little bit, he's uh, running back 11. But after two sort of dismal games, I wouldn't say week two was dismal. He only had like 11 carries, so that's really not on him. But against the Chiefs, he had a couple good runs, but he wasn't fantastic. Uh, but the Chiefs defense is really good. So is JT about to enter beast mode against the weak Titans? Ooh, the weak Titans, huh? So in three career games against the Titans, he is averaging 4.42 yards per carry, which is good for most running backs, but one of his worst splits. I'm seeing here, it looks like there's three or four teams that he's worse against that he's played multiple games, or three or four teams that he's worse against. He hasn't played multiple games against that many teams. Uh, 11 attempts a game. I mean, yes, he will go beast mode. Because yeah, I, he's Jonathan Taylor. I, I think he's going to go beast mode this week as well. Um, I have him as my number one overall running back. I think that they're going to make a concerted effort to get him the ball. I think that he's going to score a touchdown, if not more than one touchdown. So I, I think that Taylor's, you know, don't worry about Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, so the Titans on pay, are a the number 16 defense against uh, running backs. Um but they, what happened was they got smashed by Saquon Barkley. They got thoroughly worked by Josh Jacobs. And then the Buffalo running back contingency didn't have to do much because it was 41 to 7. Right. <laughs> right. They so they, the running backs didn't do anything in that game. Yeah, they just kind of ran out the clock as soon as the, the, the um, bills were up big in that one. So, um, yeah, I think he has a big game. Um this game seems fairly straightforward. We're starting Michael Pittman. We're starting Derrick Henry. We're starting Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Traylon Burks or Naheem Hines in your flex? I'd go with Hines. Um, I'm going to go Burks. Okay. Ready. Let's say, for example, okay, let me, let me uh, get a scenario about Traylon Burks because he's been disappointing this year. Let's say, for example, you're in a, let's say, 12-team league. And Traylon Burks is on the waiver wire and you have just thrown a number out there, $73 left of your $100 fab. 
How much are you bidding on Traylon Burks? This is absolutely absolutely a real scenario that Jeff is. Saying. No, it's a hundred percent theoretical, and it's definitely not my twelve team league. Also, would you rather have Darnell Mooney for free? <laughs> no, I would yeah, not Mooney rather have Darnell free. Mooney for free. Yeah. Uh, All right. I would spend like I don't know, ten, fifteen bucks. Oh wow, that much? Okay. No, I, I mean ten bucks. I don't know. I'm not a fab expert. In okay. My, in my own estimation, but yeah, I mean like ten bucks, I would say it, it. I think the better days are ahead. I think he's too good to not break out at some point this season, but they just don't seem to know how to use him right now. So I don't think you can play him at least for a couple more weeks. All right, I will bid twelve dollars then. Oh, okay. And hope that nobody in my league hears this before uh, it runs tonight. Actually, I'm going to bid 11. Okay. There we go. No, bid hope... 13. No, I'm going to I'm going to bid 11. Don't bid. Mike... 13. Yeah, I'm not going to bid 13. I'm going to bid 11, and then I'll know who in my league listens if somebody bids 12. dollars <laughs> Bid 15. All right, I'm not going to do 15. All right. Um... <laughs> Get so that guy. Get that guy. All right, I'm going to dump it all in there. Um, I think that's it for this game. It's a very straightforward game. Are we starting Derrick Henry? Yeah. Okay. Matt Ryan or Ryan Tannehill? If you're in a super flex. Tannehill. I'm going to go Matt Ryan. Of course you are. Ooh, shout out. Oh, I'm going to do a reverse, a double reverse shout out. Uh, they talked about on the lateral, they talked about how we mentioned that the Colts love to get the 18th best quarterback and then wonder why quarterback is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so, so double reverse shout out to the lateral. Um, all right. So win, lose or draw. Naheem Hines, Derek Henry and Traylon Burks. Uh, Traylon Burks win because I'm going to win him off a of fab and everybody's going to be jealous. And uh, Derek Henry draw. Uh, we saw classic Derrick Henry. He was back. Um, I was worried about him before last week, but he was really good last week. And then uh, lose Naheem Hines because the Colts are going to smash the Titans and Naheem Hines doesn't get to doesn't need to get used. That's for you, Mike. I appreciate it. Uh, we need all. Uh, the- yeah, I will say. Uh, I guess I'll go with a win for Naheem Hines. Uh, I'll say it's a close game and. Uh, Colts pull it out in the end. And then Derrick Henry draw Traylon Burke's loss. Um, I'm going to go Hines draw Henry loss Burke's win. All right, then. Um, so who's winning this one? I got the Colts. I also have the Colts. I have Titans. You have been excommunicated from your Colts <laughs> fandom. That's what you have. All right. I, I can't help it. I, I think the, 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 yeah, last week's win was not a win. The Chiefs lost it, and I don't, I'm don't. i mad at the Colts. So no, okay. they prove me otherwise. Mike's going with the stilted lover defense here. All right, next game up. Uh, Chicago travels to New York to play the Giants. Both teams are 2-1, and one, so that means at this point next week uh, – Unless there's a tie, we will say either the Giants are three and one or the Bears are three and one. So fun times. Thirty-eight and a half point over under. Giants three-point favorites. Uh, David Montgomery was ruled out with his knee and ankle issues, as were Wandale Robinson and Kadarius Tony. They were also ruled out. 
And then um, let's get back into the trivia. So one sec here. Let me just get this back up on the screen. Do, do, do. All right. Jimmy the, nec- the next question. Through three games, Justin Fields has just 45 pass attempts. How many career victories does Daniel Jones have with at least 45 pass attempts? One. I'm going to go two. He has zero. zero. He has Damn, I went the wrong direction. <laughs> 51 pass attempts and a loss to the Rams last year and 47 pass attempts and a loss to Philly in 2019. So... So far, you folks are 0 for 2. Don't worry. I, if we if we tie at the end, I do have a tie breaker for you, and it's involve it, it involves the last question. So it'll be whoever's closer. Dang it! I should have gone the other direction. Dang it! You should have. All right. Um, so my question for this game, actually talking about this game, is: uh, Will Richie James, who has now become the wide receiver one for the Giants uh, after Sterling Shepard tore his ACL yep. last week, um, will he get more targets? Then Darnell Mooney. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Um, Richie James has is averaging what like six or seven targets a game. He has six, six, and five targets in three games. Darnell Mooney has three, two, and six. Three, two, and James six. is our wide receiver fifty on the year. Uh, Fourteen receptions on seventeen targets for one hundred forty-six yards. No touchdowns yet, but I think that's coming. Yeah. So, Mike, does Richie James get more targets than Darnell Mooney in this one? Oh, absolutely. It's, Are we think it's close. starting Richie James? Uh, he can't. You can. I think in deeper leagues, he's a certainly a consideration. But in like a more standard roster league, probably not. Let's say, for example, you're in a 16-team league and you have both Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen, and Keenan Allen, and also Jacoby Myers. Uh, then Maybe. I would probably play Richie James. Yeah. Who oh boy, fun times. Um, Is Keenan Allen out again this week. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's out. Yep, yep, yep. We'll get to that What's game in a issue? sec. What's his problem? Uh, he's hurt. He's got what a hamstring together? injury hamstring injury and it sucks because all the people that said that he was injury prone even though he hasn't been in a half decade are like see i told you um so is khalil herbert the only bear that we're starting yes is saquon barkley the only giant that we're starting yes yeah are they both must start yes uh i don't think herbert is must start but i would say in most situations yes I would start him pretty much in almost all situations. Let's do this. Since they might have both been picked up this week, uh, Khalil Herbert or player we already talked about, Jamal Williams. Williams. Herbert. Okay. Uh, I think we made up some ground on that game. Um, clean sweep, we all think the Giants win. We think that the New York Giants will be 3-1. and one. Yeah, uh, we'll, lead, we'll lead's prediction of them winning the NFC East is looking better by the week yeah <laughs> as we get closer that was laughable at first but i hope yeah i hope willie doesn't hear this but that man is taking l after l believing in the chicago bears this year <laughs> he yeah. just oh boy all right next game up the jags who are two and one travel to philadelphia who are three and oh in which i called the uh the good timeline uh super bowl preview 
47. Jeff, Jeff said, Jeff, Mike, Jeff said this was going to be the Super Bowl. I said it could be the Super Bowl. <laughs> Philadelphia and Jacksonville? Oh, boy. Well, the Philadelphia, po- maybe. Jacksonville? Nah. The posting would be just fantastic, though. It would be off the charts. I'd love it's gonna, it. It's going to be Buffalo out of the AFC, but it would be more fun if it was the, the uh, Jags. It's going to be I still think it's going to be Buffalo, Tampa. Yeah, and I'm realizing the pillow on my chair makes it look like I have cat ears. Oh, you're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're cat woman. E girl Jeff. Uh, yes, uh, uwu, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy part about it is Jacksonville is, is actually in the conversation of playoffs. Um, They're in the conversation to win the AFC South. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. They look like the down. best team in the AFC South right now. They might be. They might be. All right. Um, let's talk about this game. So injuries. Zay Jones was added as a midweek downgrade to uh, not practicing on the injury report. He suffered an ankle injury in practice. Um, Boston Scott uh, is out with the ribs injury. AJ Brown missed practice on Thursday and Friday uh, with a personal issue, but he will play. Um. So. Um. The question for this for this game is uh, is Trevor Lawrence top twelve this week? So Walker, you wanted to talk about that. Yeah, I mean, I think he is. Um, I know it's not the greatest matchup on paper with Philly, but the implied point total for the Jaguars is still over twenty. Um, I, I think Lawrence is playing very well right now, um, and I like him to to keep that up. I think this is a game Jacksonville's going to have to throw to keep up. Um, so I, I would expect another solid performance. So my thoughts on it are um, Trevor Lawrence was really good last week in a game that we thought that he was going to be really uh, not good in uh, as they took on the the Chargers last week. And um, he ended the game with, I believe he had three touchdowns. Let me double check that. He had, yeah, 262 and three touchdowns. Um, the Eagles are also a very good defense, but I don't want to overreact to what happened last week and say we must start you know we we should start uh trevor lawrence this week i would start him over russ but that's not really saying much um just because russ hasn't shown me anything this year despite the good matchup this week but for for example if because lawrence is a guy who might be available in waivers in shallower leagues but i would rather go with marcus Mariota or jared goff if you were going to go with a waiver wire type option um, but like, you know, Lawrence is, uh, yeah, yeah. If you have Russ, I would rather start Lawrence. If you have Aaron Rodgers, I'd rather start Lawrence. Kirk Cousins or Lawrence. Yeah, I'd rather start Lawrence. Okay. Um, but here's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm iffy on Lawrence this week, but if Lawrence drops three touchdowns in this game, I think he's a must start quarterback for the rest of the way. Cause if you have Lawrence, it means you don't have one of the top six, almost, top five. Yeah, yeah, almost certainly. Um, yeah. Just as a roster construction thing. So, yeah, yeah, I think that that, yeah, he'd pretty much be a must start unless it was an awful matchup. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, what do you think? I think it's close. I, I wouldn't put him in the top 12 this week, um, but okay. he's not too far off. Overall, he's a quarterback 13 on the year. So he's, you know, somewhere in that spot of QB 12. But this Eagles defense, I think, keeps him out of that top 12. So mm-hmm. QB 15, 
is, okay. is probably more reasonable to me. Okay. Um, so in this game, do we start Christian Kirk or Devonta Smith? Two guys that Kirk has had a good year. Devonta Smith had a good week last week. Are we starting? Which one are we starting uh, over the other? I'd go Kirk. Uh, I would also go Kirk. I, I just think that he has a more consistent role. Yep, for that reason. He's he's the number one wide receiver on the team. Um, where Devontae Smith is more the wide receiver two on the team. And they go to him quite a bit, so they look for him. Uh, James Robinson is top five in all formats. Has he reached must-start status? Uh, I mean, pretty much, yeah. I, I have him, uh, hold on. I have him 13th this week against a really good defense. So, yeah, I think he's must start right now. He's so interesting because he always finds a way to, to get into top 12 territory. I mean, whether it's scoring a touchdown or catching five passes for, you know, 45 yards or rushing for 100 and something, he always finds a way to get inside that top 12. Um, and then the other numbers won't look as pretty. Um, it's always one one statistical category that always stands out for James Robinson. So um, as weird it is, as it is, I think he's a must-start almost every week, if not every week. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think here. Would we rather start Miles Sanders or Travis Etienne? Sanders. Yeah, Travis Etienne had a lot more um, – snap share last week but i don't know if that was because of the blowout which was weird um against buffalo but he he was more active in this offense than he and then he has been in the first couple of weeks so i don't want to say that's going to continue until there's more sample size to show that it is continuing okay um let me ask you another question let's say for example uh, you're in a league where you have Najee Harris and somebody offers you Christian Kirk. Would you rather have Najee Harris or Christian Kirk? Um, probably. I would Kirk. say, what is the rest? Like, if we're just looking at one-on-one, that's a different story. Are we looking at roster? Because if I have James Robinson and Miles Sanders, then I probably go with Christian Kirk. But if we're looking at one-on-one, that's sort of a different kind of situation. Let's... Okay, let me just let me just think off the top of my head what this roster might look like. Uh, let's say, for example, the wide receivers are C.D. Lamb, Deontay Johnson, Brandon Cooks, Richie James, Alec Pierce, and the running backs are Najee Harris, Antonio Gibson, Aaron Jones, James Conner, Melvin Gordon, J.D. McKissick. Just throwing those names out there as an example. Uh, Would you rather have Christian Kirk or Najee Harris? Kirk. I think I'd rather have Kirk. Yeah, I agree. I am accepting the trade. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. I have Najee Harris off my roster. That's uh, probably going to be beneficial. Yeah, I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty happy to replace Christian Kirk with uh, Najee Harris, and I guarantee in less than five minutes I will get a text from the commissioner about the trade. Um, all right, uh, James Robinson. Christian Is your commissioner always on trades or something or what? We have a uh, Yahoo app gives push notifications when transactions happen. Uh-huh. So uh, usually uh, there is uh, a push notification that a transaction has happened. So, um, all right. Uh, so 
win, lose, or draw. James Robinson, Christian Kirk, or Dallas Goddard. I'm going win Christian Kirk, top three wide receiver, rest of season, because now he's on my roster. Uh, lose James Robinson because he's not on my roster. Draw Dallas Goddard, which is like six for 70. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, to answer my own question, lost Christian Kirk, draw James Robinson, win Dallas Goddard. All right, Mike, what do you think? Yeah, draw Robinson, win Kirk, lost yogurt. Yogurt. <laughs> All right, uh, we got a Philly clean sweep on this one. Next game up, Jets at Pittsburgh. Both teams are one and two. This is a 40 and a half point over under. Pittsburgh, three and a half point favorites. Um, injuries in this one. Uh, this MF wrote Zach Williams. <laughs> Zach Williams is back. Uh, oh, Zach yeah. Wilson, that is. Zach, Zach Williams and Stevie Griffin are hanging out. Walker. Walker is not listening. Stevie Griffin. No, I wrote, I accidentally wrote Zach Williams instead of Zach Wilson in the doc. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick is in the concussion protocol for this one. Uh, Mike has a very interesting question. Will Najee Harris begin to lose carries to Jalen Warren? He already has. Mm-hmm. I mean, Najee's getting spelled in situations where he wasn't getting spelled before. He's getting spelled because he's been ineffective and hurt. And Jalen Warren's been getting like five or six carries a game. But I mean, like, even more of a role than, like significant kind of where we see Najee Harris starting to lose um, not like two or three carries, but like, you know, significant eight, nine, 10 kind of situation. Uh, I mean, it's definitely possible. I just, that's not really how Mike Tomlin has ever really run his football team. Right. And um, I think it would be, He could. He could. I don't I don't want to say no, but Tomlin's track record says no. But Najee Harris has been not great this year. He's been Joe Mixon. He and Joe Mixon have been trading who's the least efficient running back in the league. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like they've been like like Mike, I don't know if you saw before Thursday night football, Najee Harris was the least efficient running back in the league. After Thursday night football, now it's Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. <laughs> and if Najee has a bad game, it can go back to Najee. They're not that far apart. So um I mean yeah, he probably could and should. If we're being I, honest, I'm going to say I'm going to say yes because it looks like Jalen Warren is, is better. Forcing, he's he's forcing his way onto the field, like a backup running back in Pittsburgh hasn't done in multiple seasons. You know, I mean, back when they had Isaac Redman, they gave Isaac Redman touches because he forced his way on the field. You know, and I I think it's going to be the same thing with Warren. I I think that do I think he's going to take Nadi's job? No, of course not, but. I think he's going to continue to chew into that that touch load a little bit, and that's why I think Najee is more of a mid-tier RB2 than an RB1 anymore. Yeah, okay. well, he's he's an RB20 at this point. Right. Yeah, so um, with Zach Wilson coming back, how are we treating the Jets? Uh, like dog poo I'm starting Garrett Wilson still. I'm uh, starting Tyler Conklin still. Uh, his name is Rob Konkowski. Konkowski. Okay. Uh, what about Tony Konkzales? Tony <laughs> Konkzales. There you go. That's better than uh, um, Gronklin, which somebody responded with. I like Tony Konkzales. All right. Uh, so he's Tony Konkzales, tight end three. 
Um, probably not playing Elijah Moore right now. The running backs are flex considerations, but I don't think I'd prefer to play either of them right now. You know, I, I, I try to wait and see in a game where Wilson's coming back. The over-under is really low. Um, defense that they're facing is a good one. So I, I just don't see this being a, I don't see this being an efficient game for the Jets offense. Okay. Um, I would start Conklin as a blob tight end, um, you know, Conklin over, I mean, in this game, probably over Pat Fryermuth, just cause he's getting more targets. I'd start Conklin over Logan Thomas, over Irv Smith, over, I, I'd probably start Dawson Knox. Who we'll talk about in a sec. Cause I think he gets a touchdown this week, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Conklin, he's the tight end four on the, on the season. So. Uh, good start. Garrett Wilson, I would start. Running backs, I just – I don't know what the running backs are going to look like. So if I can, I'm going to stay away from both of them just to, so I can see what it looks like with Zach Wilson. Because Zach Wilson only ran, uh, threw the ball to running backs like 18% of the time last year, which isn't a lot. That's very low, um, especially if they're going to be splitting targets. It's very low. So um, I'll wait and see with the running backs. But I will start uh, Garrett Wilson. And, of course, I'm I'm trotting out Zach Wilson. When I mean, you have a talent like that. QB one, baby. Let's go. Um, on the other side, um, oh, let's just get into the win loser draw that Mike has. So Mike has Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, and Deontay. Deontay. Uh, I'll go with a Garrett Wilson draw, a Brees Hall loss, and a big win for Deontay. <laughs> Go down to buy you give himself Gata. <laughs> um, I will have a win for Deontay because he scores. I'm sorry, a win for Deontay because he scores. Um, I will go lose for Brees Hall because of that things that I outlined and a draw for Garrett Wilson. I'm gonna go win Hall uh, because Ooh. I think Zach Wilson is just garbage and that's gonna affect Garrett Wilson. So the loss will go to Garrett Wilson and the draw will go to Deontay. All right, one last thing. This will be your last chance before this game to buy low on George Pickens. Everything is go- pointing towards George Pickens taking over for Chase Claypool. Absolutely. I have uh, George Pickens as my wide receiver 48 this week. And uh, how is, is George Pickens usually ranked for you? No. Yeah, so there you go. That's, he's on uh, the upswing. He's on the upswing, folks. Um, we have a clean sweep for Pittsburgh in this game. So let's move on to Buffalo at Baltimore. Both teams are two and one. This is a 51 and a half point over under Buffalo three point favorites. Baltimore has no injury notes at all. Um, JK Dobbins is off the injury report. So there's not even that uh, they're fully good to go. Xavier Rhodes is out with a hamstring injury. Gabe Davis suffered a setback with his ankle, a midweek injury, but should play. They're not worried about it. So I'm not worried about it. My question for you too, and I'll preface this with the bills and Ravens are one and two respectively. I'm sorry. The Ravens and Bills are one and two respectively in 25 plus yard plays. How many long touchdowns do we see in this game? Three. I'm going to go two. Two. One each. Okay. Let's go to the trivia. All right. So through two, so through two questions, Mike, you have a score of zero. 
And yeah. Walker, you have a score of zero. Right. Okay. okay. This question. Lamar Jackson has served up the longest and second longest touchdowns this year. A 79-yard rushing touchdown and 75-yard Rashad Bateman touchdown. Russell Wilson cooked up the number four touchdown of the year. A 67-yard reception to Jerry Judy. And be careful. It's spicy. Uh, which quarterback has cooked up the third and fifth longest touchdown plays of the year and is the same quarterback? Carson Wentz. Is Mike right? No. Sorry, I was waiting for your answer. Sorry, Mike is incorrect. Okay, I'm I'm trying I'm going through trying to think. Do I have a time limit on this or? Uh, you have. 15 seconds starting now. Okay. Don't do that. (laughs) Tua Tungavailoa. Nope. It is not who you would expect, but he threw a long touchdown pass to another guy you wouldn't expect, LaVisca Chenault last week. Oh, it is Baker Mayfield, the 75-yard bomb to Robbie Anderson in week one and the 67-yard oh, yeah. catch and run to LaVisca last week. I tried to put hints in there uh, with cooked. Kept using cooked and served, like, because uh, bake is a form oh, of cooking. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, wham, wham. Oh, oh this is going to come down to the uh, tiebreaker, I think. Whoever is closest, at zero to zero. Um, all right. Um, so, uh, in this game, are we starting every possible person that we can start in this game, except James Cook and Zach Moss? <laughs> yeah, get him out of my face. Um, yeah, both the quarterbacks, obviously. Um, Stefan Diggs, yes. Mark Andrews, yes. I think you can start Gabe Davis and Rashad Bateman. Um, I think you can start Devin Singletary. J.K. Dobbins, I... I don't know about that one. Um, Dawson Knox is a good streamer this week. And yeah, I think that's about it, right? You forgot. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie. Yes, the Ravens have given up as many points to the slot as 16 teams have given up to all wide receivers this year. Yeah, McKenzie's uh, probably a good DFS guy, maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know about his price, but... um, yeah, and and uh, I have him in my top fifty. I think at fifty. Yeah, I think this is an Isaiah McKenzie week because the uh, the discussion of Jamison Crowder and Isaiah McKenzie doing a slot by committee has just completely fallen by the wayside. Like that was that was something that was popped up in week one and never happened again. So, Mike, are you starting everybody in this game? But Zach Moss, James Cook. I, I think you'd want to, but th- that's always a danger because it never really works out that way. But I mean, that's what we thought was going to happen last night. Let's not forget. Yeah, and it didn't happen. And the chances are this won't happen either. But you're almost looking at 52 points. So I think you can start them, but don't expect it to happen kind of situation. My first question before I dug up the touchdown stat was, is this does this game have sneaky blowout potential? Because the Bills... We'll just push downfield. The Ravens secondary lets them do whatever they want. The Bills pass rush is very good. Um, and they could potentially neutralize Lamar Jackson. Uh, Matt Milano is a good um, linebacker that they could potentially spy with. 
This game, th- this game has sneaky blowout potential. I don't think it's going to happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if Buffalo wins like 42 to 24. Yeah, I want to see how Lamar Jackson does in this game. This is the final exam right here for me. That's right. Mike doesn't believe in the former MVP. <laughs> Not yet. I need okay. one more game. All right. So this game was easy. We're starting everybody that we can, except for those two running backs. I think Buffalo is going to win. I think Baltimore is going to win. And Mike also has Buffalo. I think this is going to be a good game. I think that this should be a primetime game and not at 10 a.m. on a Sunday. Oh, how is this Probably not a primetime game? Jeez. Yeah, it's garbage because they had to get uh, Casey and Tampa Bay in so Tom Brady could flop oh, all over the place, good. and they had to get they had to get Garoppolo, Stafford, like six going, oh, like boy. six. <laughs> I don't know how many times they played when uh, when he was on the uh, Lions. Um, all right, so let's go to the next game. Chargers one and two, Houston o two and one, forty one four point over under. Chargers five point favorites. Uh, buckle up. Joey Bosa, Rashawn Slater, Jalen Guyton all on IR. Keenan Allen out, and just as impactful for the Houston Texans uh, as not having a Joey Bosa or a Rashawn Slater or a Keenan Allen. Brevin Jordan is out. <gasps> So what are the Houston Texans going to do? Uh, Walker, you want to talk about some other guy named Herbert. He's on the Bears. Herbert is on the Bears. Justin Herbert. Oh, Herbert. Okay, yes. Her- Herico Ver, but Justin Herbert. Um, so I think Herbert can still be top five, um, even with the ribs issues, um, because... Um, he started off really bad last week, like in the first quarter, I think he had two turnovers. Uh, he wasn't throwing very well, but as he got playing, as, as he got more hits in, as he got warmed up, he kind of started to come around. He threw for almost 300 yards. He only had one touchdown, but clearly they're not too worried about him, uh, getting hurt because they kept trotting him back out there when they were down by 28 points. Um, so, you know, going up against this Texans team, that's not that great against the quarterback, um, on the year they've, um, actually stifled quarterbacks. I thought that they, I had to sort it upside down fifth best against quarterbacks, but they haven't played Justin Herbert yet. Um, they, they stopped some bum in week one. I forget who they played in week one, some garbage team. Uh, yeah, the Indianapolis Colts. That's right. And then they stopped. So their fifth worst matchup against the quarterback, but they've played Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson, and Justin Fields. Wow. So, Uh, so we'll not great. Yeah. None of them are, uh, Herrick Over. Um, so I think he can still be top five in this one, especially because, um, with Keenan Allen out, they're going to focus on getting the ball a lot to, uh, Eckler, Everett, Mike Williams in the more intermediate game, and then they'll take shots with with Palmer. And uh, it's almost a situation where um, they'll by simplifying the stuff for Herbert, it'll help him play better because, you know, he doesn't have to go through all these reads like the reads will be shorter and he'll be less likely to take hits um, with his messed up ribs and Rashawn Slater missing. Please get Austin Eckler involved. He is involved. RB14 right now. Not good. 
I mean, not what you want, but he's involved. Okay, more involved. Okay, that's fair. Um, More. 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 Mike's like the gift. More. Um, I mean, he's second in the league in targets to the running back. Um, And he's leading the league in running back receiving yards. The problem is that uh, the rushing has been cock-a-doo-doo. Yeah, not good. Um, And I don't think it's going to get good suddenly. I mean... I don't think Herbert's going to be top five in this game. I think it's going to be fairly low scoring because um, I don't think Houston's going to be able to move the ball at all. And I, I think that this could be easily be a game that the ch- uh, Chargers win like 23 to seven. Um, so I, I, I don't think the offense is going to need to do a ton. And so I don't think it will. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's fair. Let me ask, let me ask you both the question. Um, and in your flex, Mike Williams or Damian Pierce? With, with Allen out, I would go with Mike Williams. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go Mike Williams too. Okay, are we starting Damian Pierce this week? Last week he had uh, over 80 yards and a touchdown. Um, I was very excited because I thought that my uh, um, hot take of 125 and, a touch- and two touchdowns was going to happen. Um are we going to go ahead and just keep rolling them out there against the Chargers team that is um, the, you know, they, they're okay against running backs. They're eight, but, um, you know, nobody's really ripping off, ripping off long ones. Um, I, I think Pierce is a good flex play. I have him 28th in my rankings. So in, in the two running back in a flex league, I would say, yeah. Uh, in in most cases, he'd be playing. Okay, Walker, let's get your win, lose, or draw. Yeah, on this one, I have uh, Austin Eckler, Damian Pierce, and Brandon Cooks. My loss is Brandon Cooks. Uh, dude's got twenty nine targets happened? on the year. What I, happened to Brandon Cooks? Do you want to know what bad. happened to Brandon Cooks? Because you're not no, gonna like no, the answer. You're you not gonna like that. the answer, Mike. You can't say that. No. Not gonna like Answer. Your boy, your boy stinks, Mike. No, he's bad. No, he's not playing well this year. I refuse to listen to that. No, I mean we talked. Walker and I talked about this on Wednesday. He had a stretch of this last, like this last year, but we just didn't really notice because it was in the middle of the year. He's just yeah. starting off here with this, with this kind of stretch. I think he'll be fine at some point. It's just when you know we don't know when he's going to come out of it, but. I still don't think you're benching Brandon Cooks. I mean, he has he's averaging 10 targets a game. Yeah, he, if you can help it, you're not you're not benching uh, Brandon Cooks. Um, but I still think he's a loss because, um, you know, this Chargers defense is very good um, against receivers. Uh, Pierce will get the win and Eckler will get the draw, which will be 10 carries for 27 yards and six catches for 40 yards. And no touchdown. Mike? Oh man, all these I'm not very happy with. Um, I guess Mike's, Mike's just saying loss, loss, loss. Everybody, I am, loses. I am to all three of these guys. Uh, I guess I'm hoping Eckler turns it around. He's got a great opportunity to do that against Houston, so I'm going to go with the win. Pierce the draw and Cooks the loss. I'm going to go oh. with Eckler win, Cooks draw, Pierce loss. Okay. Um, so we have Chargers winning this one. Um, Houston not getting their first win of the year. 
So, uh, all right, let's move on to the next game. Arizona at Carolina. Both teams are one and two. This is a 42 and a half point over under Carolina, one and a half point favorites. Rondale Moore is on a path to return this weekend. It's looking like he's going to play. AJ Green was uh, declared out with a bone bruise. Uh, Christian McCaffrey uh, is questionable with a thigh injury. He will attempt to play this week. This is different from his uh, his sniffles last week and his scratch the week before. He didn't practice for two days. So keep that in mind um, if you're a Christian McCaffrey manager. Like, say, for example, you have Christian McCaffrey in a 16-team league with uh, Keenan Allen and uh, Michael Thomas. You yeah, might be taking— already mentioned this team, Jeff. But I know, but it also has Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> So I might be taking an L this week. All right, let's. Uh, I would like to ask both of you to kindly take a look at your screen for the trivia question. Okay. All right. So this one is worth two half points. So you can get a full point, but there's two possible answers to this question. Last weekend, eight different Cardinals had multiple receptions. Andre Bacchelia, Eno Benjamin, Marquise Brown, James Conner, Greg Dortch, Zach Ertz, A.J. Green, and Daryl Williams all had a catch. That's or two catches. That's eight guys. Which two teams have games this season in which nine or more players on their roster had at least two catches? And there's no tricks here where like interceptions or catches or anything like that. These are statistical receptions. Jets and the Packers. Walker says Jets, Packers. I don't remember the answer off the top of my head, so I'll give Mike a chance to also check also answer i'm gonna go jets and colts jets and colts uh i do believe you are both wrong let me double check chargers and buffalo oh chargers had nine players get a catch in week one buffalo had nine players get a catch last week all right so we have one more of these questions and um we might have to go to the tiebreaker (laughs) These are hard. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff, I think you're not very good at making the questions. You make them too hard. Eh, it's fine. They're Don't fun. worry about it. I'm it's trying fun. to impart knowledge on people. Oh, okay. I can't I can't be like, who's the running back three on the air? <laughs> we need to Same do Robinson. make this call like they used to do in the old days. Let's make this call. They'd show a play that transpired, and then you'd be the referee, and you'd have to make the call on what you thought was. You know, oh. like last week in the Chiefs game where um, um, Travis Kelsey did not cross the goal line and they considered him a, a score. You know, something like that. Like uh, if you're a replacement ref and you call touchdown Seahawks. Yeah, um, something to that effect. Yes, they have that. At the, they have that at the Pro Football Hall of Fame too. But you um, actually go like they have the little like curtained booth that you go into. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Um, all right. Uh, for this game, Arizona and Carolina, um, my question is, is when will Rondale Moore returning? Sorry, I hit my mic. Will Rondale Moore returning scorch the Dorch? So we've got Greg Dorch, who has been uh, lighting the league on fire. But will Rondale Moore uh, stop that fire? Uh, last week, nine catches, 80 yards for Greg Dorch. Uh, I don't think it's I don't think. Uh, that Dorch is going anywhere yet because AJ Green's going to be out. Mm -hmm. So I think that Dorch and Moore are both going to get a fair amount of targets. Yeah, I I, I tend to agree with that. 
Uh, Herms wrote another article. He wrote us two this week. Um, this one was about Scorching the Dorch. Uh, he does recommend adding Rondale Moore just because the involvement is very encouraging. And Rondale Moore is rostered in like 27% of leagues. So go add Rondale Moore just to see what happens. But I think that Greg Dorch, let's be honest here. Okay, Greg Dorch, undrafted free agent. Rondale Moore, was he second round pick? Yeah, I think so. High draft capital. Greg Dorch has shown more in the NFL than Rondale Moore has. Yeah. Yes, he has. Rondale Moore was getting catches that all of us could get, like little dump-offs, you know, little swing passes behind the line of scrimmage. He didn't do much with it. I think I remember last year he had like 10 catches for 51 yards in a game. Like, come on. (laughs) Come on. So it could be a situation where Greg Dorch has possibly passed Rondale Moore on the depth chart. And what's going to happen is if if Greg Dorch continues to play well, we're going to get a situation where people go, oh, but he can't do it with – sure, he did it with Rondale Moore, but can he do it once Rondale Moore's back? And then we'll go, oh, but can he do it once DeAndre Hopkins comes back? And it's it's a potential Amon Ross St. Brown situation, though Amon Ross St. Brown is much better. I think that Greg Dorch has earned targets is what I'm saying. I, I see it more as a, like an Isaiah McKenzie, um, Jamison Crowder situation. Uh, it's not going to be pretty. Both these guys, I don't think you can put two two um, wide receivers on the field that are five six. You know, it's just Mike. Have, but what if your quarterback is also five six? Yeah, we, you got a very small lineup. You're you're going Golden State Warriors, I guess. Um, back when, um, yeah, it's yeah. I don't. I think it's going to be rot- rotation. I think Dorch at this time. I believe Walker's right. He'll he'll have a more prominent role, but it's it's time is running out for that situation until they split it up. And then he, now you have two slot receivers um, rotating, and neither nobody wants that for fantasy football. Yeah, rotating slot receivers is not great. Um, I have to hold on. I have to I have to find some old. Uh, statistic that i put together about kyler and rondale i have to find it really quick one sec uh it's what's going on i'm trying to find it ah it's not working dang it it was going to be the thing that i made where uh the offensive lineman was twice the size of kyler murray and rondale more oh (laughs) jeez uh all right um let's see are we starting if Christian McCaffrey doesn't play, are we starting a Panther? DJ Moore has been awful this year with Baker Mayfield. He's not been good. Um, I mean, against Arizona, though, in three wide receiver leagues, I think you play DJ Moore this week. And then if he stinks again this week, I feel the drop in. It's getting close. Yeah. Mike? Are you starting any Panthers this week if Christian McCaffrey doesn't play? Um, it's hard to know. I think Deontay Foreman, if you have Deontay Foreman, might not be a bad idea. Yeah, he's a, he's a definite handcuff for anybody who wants to go who has CMC. Um, but not really. Yeah, it's no. Okay, stop me when I get to a player on the Cardinals that we're not starting. Kyler, Ertz, Dorch. Connor, Eno Benjamin, <laughs> please stop me there. Uh, yeah. Okay. You're not playing Eno Benjamin. You're not yes. Playing Eno Benjamin. So Dorch, Ertz, Kyler, and James Connor. James Connor 
is struggling right now because James Conner got a lot of value for being the goal line back for a good offense. Well, guess what? Cardinals ain't a good offense. here. So that's why he's been struggling. If you want to know what's going on with him, that's exactly what's going on. Yeah. All right. I have Arizona winning this one. I also have Arizona winning this one. I have someone winning this one. Mike has Carolina. Carolina winning this one. Mike says hashtag keep pounding. Yep. And speaking of... Speaking of Carolina, Mike, I have to remind you of somebody that Walker reminded me of on the Wednesday uh, episode of the podcast, which is Jimmy Clausen. Ooh. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, all right. Next game Number up. One, first round pick, Jimmy Clausen, right? Uh, I believe so. Second round. Second, Second round? round? Let's see. Jimmy Clausen. Uh, heir to the, the Pickles fortune. He was the 48th <laughs> overall pick. Uh, so second round. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Next game. New England at one and two travels to Green Bay at two and one. Forty and a half point over under Green Bay. Nine and a half point favorites. Let me see. Let me refresh this and see if the line has changed because Mac Jones was declared out today after they were doing some city li- silly little kayfabe about him potentially playing in this one. Nope. The line has stayed the same. Uh, so, like I said, Mac Jones is out. Jacoby Myers is, was limited in practice this week, but should play. For the Packers, it looks like they're getting the gang back together. Christian Watson should play this week. Um, and David Bakhtiari, no setbacks from his uh, from playing last week, same with Elton Jenkins. So it looks like everybody's going to be good to go for the Packers. Um, let's get this out of the way. Packers are going to smash in this game. All right. We all think the Packers are going to win. Mike, you want to talk about Romeo Dubs, Romeo Dubs, Romeo Dubs, Romeo Dubies. Doobies, <laughs> um, what happened? I uh, went to the wrong tab. Um, uh, well, what happened was they traded Devonte Adams and uh, they uh, get her a good receiver at the draft. <laughs> it started a long time ago. So Mike's question is: Is Romeo Dubs the wide receiver one, or still just part of the wide receiver group? I think that there is a very apt comparison in terms of how Romeo Dubs should be with the rest of the receiver group, and it's what we were talking about with Juju Smith-Schuster. It yeah. seems like it seems like Rodgers believes in him and trusts him, and nothing else matters if that's true. Yeah, I mean, I, I have Dubs in my top 50 this week. I, I think that he's going to get the most targets. So, yeah, I think he's the wide receiver one. I think he's, I think he's the guy that's going to emerge as – the, the leader of the receiver room and targets. I don't think it's going to be like a top 24 fantasy role necessarily, but I think he's going to consistently get seven or eight targets. Yeah. Mike, what's your thoughts on your own question? I, I want to see more of it to make sure that it's true. But I think if anyone's leading the group right now, it's dubs. Okay. Um, Mike, I'm going to give you a chance to look at your win, loser draw again. Cause I think your brain short circuited when you did it, you have green Bay, new England, you have Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. Oh, you know what you did? You probably had the one from last week. I must have, um, yeah. okay, I'll give you a so- chance to relook at that while we talk while Walker and I will talk about, uh, the Patriots. You can flex Damian Harris. You should flex Ramondre Stevenson, and that's it, right? Uh, here, let me look at my rankings. With, with Brian Hoyer and Bailey Zappi as your QB1 and QB2 this Zappy. week. Zappi. Yeah, Zappi will make you happy. 
I don't think he will, Mike. <laughs> yeah, no, I have Jacoby Myers at 45, so not looking to play him. I'm not looking to play any Patriots, actually. Okay. I think you can flex from Andre Stevens' season. I think he'll get some targets. I think he'll get, um, you know, he and Damian Harris are slowly working, slowly working to a 50-50 split with Ramondre also getting targets. So I think that, you know, if you're desperate, you can flex him. But, yeah. Um, all right, Mike, what is your win-loser draw for this game? Win-loser draw, Harris, Dylan, Dylan, you son of, um, and... Dylan! Uh, <laughs> uh, I will go... Uh, I will go loss, Damian Harris... Loss, A.J. Dillon. Loss, Aaron <laughs> Get him out. Get him out. I'm putting, uh, all three, putting all three of these guys in the trash can. I am putting them all on timeout. Um, Damian Harris, loss. I'll take this more seriously. Hold on. Damian Harris, loss. A.J. Dillon, loss. Aaron Rodgers, loss. There we go. Okay. I'm on the same page. As well. <laughs> all right, cool. All right. Let's, let me ask you this. Um is Aaron Jones the only good start in this game? Yes. Is he even good? Yes. I think so. I don't know. I think him and Alvin Kamara might have a competition on who's worse. Aaron Jones had like 150 yards in week two. He did have a great game in week two, which Kamara has not done. But week one and week three did not make anybody happy. I think I speak for Walker here when I say get him out. And him being you. Yeah, what? get Mike out of here. What? Get Mike out. No. Wrong. You're gone. You're fired. Ah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, Let's move on to Denver and Vegas. Uh, do we have to? Uh, Denver, two and one, travels to Vegas, who is 0 and 3. 45 and a half point over under. That is too high. Las Vegas, two and a half point favorites. Melvin Gordon has a neck injury and was limited all week, but guess what? He's not limited anymore as of a notification I got 10 minutes ago. So he's no playing. injuries. He's playing. Hunter Renfro still not cleared with a concussion. Let me double check on that. And uh, while I check on that, Walker, you wanted to talk about Devontae Adams. Yeah, is he going to bounce back this week? Maybe. Well, that's you got to elaborate on that one. Uh, hold on. I looked up Hunter Renfro, and I'm seeing some stuff about Hunter Hunter laptop. I got to <laughs> investigate this. I think something's going on with Hunter Renfro and a laptop. Um, Hunter Renfro is out. Okay. All right. Uh, will Devontae Adams bounce back this week? I do believe that he will. I don't think that um, he can get as many targets as he's getting without uh, performing well. Like He hasn't been great the last couple weeks, but he kicked the doors down to start you know, his career with the uh with the Raiders and uh Denver as a defense they give up the 10th most fancy points to wide receivers understanding they had the worst possible pass offense in the history of the universe going up against them on Sunday with the 49ers and they also played against uh Geno Smith so them giving up are them oh they're 10th in points sorry they are um they're the fourth worst matchup i keep looking at the wrong screen but Keeping in mind, they went up against Geno in week one and went up against the worst possible pass defense in the universe in the 49ers last week. And I forget who they played in week two. Texans. So three great passing games is what they've gone up against. 
Um, I think that Devontae Adams can get back into it and, and um, you know, I think the Devontae Adams from the Packers, who we ranked inside the top five, we, not including me, we as a community, top five at the position, um, I think that guy's gone. I think we have to adjust our expectations to being, hey, is Devontae Adams going to be top 10? Absolutely. Uh, think of him like um, like uh, Mike Evans back in the day, where it's just like, hey, he's going to hang around like eight, nine every week, but not quite uh, be a smash play. Yeah. I I think he does better this week. I think he'll finish inside the top 12, but I don't think he's going to have like an incredible like week winning type of performance. But yeah, I think he'll be good. So I think he will bounce back. I agree. He'll bounce back. Two two sort of mediocre games. Um, players like Devontae Adams, three in a row. I mean, it's possible, but I just, yeah, I don't see that kind of happening. Um, Devontae Adams bounce back uh, top five this week. Oh, okay. Mm, top five. Okay. All right. Um, are we going with uh, Matt Collins this week with Hunter Renfro out? He had the big game last week. He had a huge game. I'm no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, me neither. Uh, we're starting Josh Jacobs. Are we starting Josh Jacobs or Melvin Gordon? Jacobs. Yeah, Jacobs' backfield is to himself, so we're burning his. I'll go with Jacobs. Okay, the Raiders do give up, and I'm double checking that I have this right. The third most fantasy points to running backs. So there might be a world where both uh, Gordon and Javante can do a bunch. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Gordon's a fine play this week. I just think Jacobs is a better one. Mike, are we cutting Jerry Judy? Might as well. Why not? Right? He's not doing anything. None That's right. Cortland Sutton's barely a flex option. So. What? Cortland Sutton's been great. He has. He just been. has. He just hasn't scored. Yeah, Cortland Sutton's worst game is four catches for seventy-two yards. I think you were thinking of Judy. I think you Judy's been garbage, garbage. Cortland Sutton, okay, a little bit better than I thought. He's a wide receiver, 18. Um, yeah. Mike's like, sorry, I only start top 15 wide receivers. Yeah, like, if you don't make the 15, I don't care about you. I don't want you on my roster. Yeah, you you can leave. Um, okay, I was thinking more 30, around the 30 range, but I was off by 12 spots. Terry McLaurin's a wide receiver, 29. That's exciting. <laughs> That's kind of what he does. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's where he it. ends up. So, um, all right. So we all agree on Sutton or on uh, Adams. I think we all agree on Sutton too. He's uh, yeah. he's good. You should play uh, him. Yeah, he's. You should play him this week certainly. Um, Darren Waller, you're playing. Um, yeah, I think that's about it, right? So we're not yep. playing Jerry Judy. No, no. All right. Uh, so oh wait, hold on. Russell Wilson or Derek Carr? Uh, let me look that up. Car. Yeah, Russell Wilson to me is like a QB 16 or 17. Car is like a QB 12. How many, how, what does Russ have to do this week to not end up on the cutting room floor? Uh, like, throw two touchdowns. Yeah, I was thinking throw multiple touchdowns or, you know, score 15 fantasy points. Ugh, how the mighty have fallen. He didn't um, score. So in my insane league with the ridiculous scoring settings, he didn't even score 15 points in that league last week. Really? And like, 
and like a bad week from a quarterback's like 20 points. Wow. <laughs> it's not good. All it's right, bad, win. folks. Win, lose, or draw. Darren Waller, Melvin Gordon, Cortland Sutton. Win, Melvin Gordon, because he will score a touchdown. Draw, Cortland Sutton, because he is going to get the same thing that he always d- gets. And lost, Darren Waller, because he doesn't, uh, he's not going to score a touchdown. There we go. Mike? They're all draws for me, if we're being honest. Yeah, it's it's pretty much a draw situation as well for me. Um, Waller, the loss. Gordon, the win, because I, I think Jeff's right. He'll get an end zone and Sutton, the draw. I'm going to go with Waller, loss, Gordon, draw, Sutton, win. And all right. I'm picking the Raiders. I am picking the Denver Broncos. I think I'm picking a team. You're picking the Las Vegas Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders, yeah. All right, next game up. Casey at Tampa Bay. Both teams are 2-1. and one. Uh, If you watched last week, you saw Beck sing about how Tom Brady was old uh, yep. at every commercial break. It was very weird. Um, this is a 45-point over-under. Kansas City is two-point favorites. Uh, McCole Hardman missed practice this week, uh, or is limited in practice with a heel issue. Harrison Butker is questionable for Sunday with an ankle. Um, Julio and Godwin are both game-time decisions. Perriman is doubtful, and Gage was limited this week with a hamstring issue, and um, he's expected to play. Um, Mike has a great question. Is Tom Brady washed or just missing his offensive pieces? Uh... I, I think he's I think it's more that he's just missing his offensive pieces. I don't think he's washed. I don't think he's as good as he was last season, but I don't think he's like completely done. You know, I, I still think he's a top half of the league quarterback. And I still think he can be a top twelve guy in fantasy, uh, especially once the offense gets healthier. Mike, what do you think? I need to see more of Tom Brady, um, but it's not looking good. Uh, but I do agree with Walker. I think it's definitely more of offensive pieces than just Tom Brady just can't play in football anymore. Yeah, I think I think it's a mix of both. I think that, you know, time comes for us all. I think Tom Brady is not what he was before, which isn't to denigrate Tom Brady. I mean, he's the greatest of all time, second greatest of uh, all what? time. He's the second greatest of all time. Yeah, it's much better. Thank you. Behind Joe Montana. What? Um, yeah, I said it. And, um, you know, he he doesn't have a line that's protecting him very well. He doesn't have the weapons around him. And he's not the type of guy that's going to say, okay, well, I guess I'm throwing to Danny Amendola this week. Like, he's not that kind of quarterback anymore. He's got to, you know, have his weapons. Um so I think it's a little bit of both. And I think that he will bounce back once everybody comes back. Um, I don't think we can justify waiting around for Julio or Godwin. No, I mean, unless you have like. Cole Beasley, I mean, who would you even pivot to the KC guys? I guess you could I mean, see if MBS gauge. Yeah, but I think gauge is pretty much universally rostered. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, I. I... I don't think you can wait on these guys, no. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean... Uh, yeah, your best pivot is like what Ben Skoranek. Yeah, so I was going to say, you could wait for Skoranek. Skoranek, who's on the chronic. Yeah. You could uh, put him in the flex and wait for Jordan Mason. No. 
Yeah, don't wait for Jordan Mason. Don't do that. All right. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Yeah. Uh, Walker, I know we talked about him on Wednesday. Mike, what do you think about Clyde Edwards-Alaire? Is he the most trade uh, trade him right now for whatever you can get guy? I don't think so. Um, I think you you can start upping the ante for him. I know, what, what was it? Yeah, I think he asked me this two weeks ago, and I was just like, well, he's still sort of stuck in that pit of, you know, a bad taste. But the more he continues to perform, the more solid his his trade value gets. So um, I definitely would up, up the ante a little bit if you're thinking about trading him. That's right. Trade him to your ante. You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, we, we touched on this earlier. up, though, in the morning because you're going to up the ante. Um, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster solidified himself as the top wide receiver in this room. That's what Walker and I think. Uh, that's what we said on Wednesday. Mike, I assume you believe the same. Say that one more time. Is Juju the number one wide receiver on this team? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So far, I, I, don't, I don't see there's any other receiver on this team but Juju. Is it Marcus Valdez-Scantling's week? No. It might be. It, it could, could be. be. You Who never knows? Know. All right. Um, so Mike Evans is back from make sure he's back in your lineups because uh, you would have benched him last week because of the suspension. So, Mike, you want to go win, loser, draw Evans, Juju and CEH. I will go first. Evans wins. Uh, I think he breaks for a long one. He's also the only reliable weapon that we know that Tom Brady's going to have. Juju will draw, which at this point is going to be six for 50. CEH is going to lose because he's going to go seven carries for zero yards and no touchdowns this time. <laughs> I, uh, I will also say Edwards a with the loss. I don't think he gets in the end zone this week. Um, and I agree. I'll go Juju with the draw Evans with the win. Okay. Uh, we have a clean sweep for Casey in this one. Um, so this next game up a game, which, uh, Walker put into my mind, and I have not stopped thinking about when they called it a nasty little freak show for Monday Night Football. Rams two and one at Niners one and two, 42 point over under. San Francisco two and a half point favorites. Rams don't have any notable injuries uh, for the Niners. Trent Williams uh, left the game last week. Uh, he will be out four to six weeks with a high ankle sprain. They'll also be without linebacker Aziz Al Shair um, for, for a while. So that's kind of brutal, but it's okay because they have. Uh, What's his name, Mike? The safety? Upanaga. <laughs> Almost. All right. All right. So last question. All right. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. The 49ers have dominated the Rams in the McVay-Shanahan era, but the Rams got the last laugh last season. But does Aaron Donald have more career QB hits in his 15 games against the 49ers or does Debo Samuel have more career receptions against the Rams in his six games? So Donald hits against the Niners or Debo receptions against the Rams? I'm going to go Donald hits. All right, uh, Walker. I've said Debo twice already. Guess who yes. wins? Yes, me. Thank you. Nope. Debo Samuel wins. I knew it was going to be the 49er. Actually, what happened was I, I originally, when I put this together, I saw one was 31 and one was 33. And I thought that um, Aaron Donald had 33 quarterback hits. And then I looked back and I was like, oh, no, that's 33 receptions. 
So, um, yeah. I win. Uh, no. no, Walker wins one to nothing. No, this that game doesn't work that way. I win. Yeah, and, and that was the tiebreaker was how many combined uh, receptions and hits did they have? Oh, yeah. So um, I will try to make trivia easier next week because I okay. we we don't need to do a win loser draw for every game. I would like to switch it up a little bit. Um, like- my question my question for you two is the answer to Cam Akers. And Daryl Henderson this week up against a 49ers team that allows the eighth few or sorry, 12th fewest fancy points to court uh, running backs. Is it a hardy? No, thank you. Is that the answer? They allow the third lowest yards per carry and um, the sixth lowest yards per catch, even though the Rams running backs don't catch balls. And I'm sorry if people hear my dogs playing in the background. So uh, is the answer to Debo and Cam Akers? No, thank you to both. Daryl Henderson, you mean? And, yes. Uh, Sorry. I was distracted okay. by my dogs. And I, if you're going to play one, I would play Acres, but I would prefer to play neither. Yes. That's how I feel about it, too. I think the worm turned for Cam Akers last week. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a, a no THX for me. Yeah, I put no THX because I didn't want the thanks to go in there and extend the length of the the line. So um, let's see. Are we starting uh, Brandon Ayuk or Allen Robinson? Uh, Ayuk. Okay. Um, Actually. There you go. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. Is, uh, Is Jeff Wilson Jr. an RB2 or a flex or neither? Flex. Yeah, he's not an RB2, so if anything, it's a flex. Okay. Uh, are we starting Matthew Stafford? No. Messed up elbow, hasn't played well this year. Walker, yeah. I saw, I heard your answer. Niners, yeah, 31 against the pass. But they've also played two pa- bad pass game defenses. So I don't think you can start uh start him this week there's a long list of quarterbacks that would start over uh matthew stafford this week and it includes aaron rod or not aaron Rodgers, russell wilson so that tells you a lot um don't start jimmy garoppolo start george kittle start tyler higby in a chain in a turn of events uh where do i have higby this week i have him at 14 so no oh walker says no niners allowed the Fewest fantasy points to tight ends this year, but they've played uh, Alberto, Noah Fant, and Cole Komet, who probably combined for six targets in those three games. I still don't like it. Okay. Yeah. Mike, what do you think? I would put Higby at 12. Right now, he's the tight end seven overall, and against that defense, okay. I would drop him at least five spots. So, tight end 12. Okay. Uh, Higby or Gerald Everett? Everett. Everett. Higby or Irv Smith? Higby. Uh, Higby. Wally. Higby or Tunyon? Higby. Which, by the way, I'm going to file for copyright infringement because what do I call Robert Tunyon? Bob Onion. I call him Big Bob. Big Bob Tunyon, yeah. Big Bob Tunyon. The fantasy footballers have started to call him Big Bob Tunyon. That's wrong. And I checked. I've been calling him that for two years. Yes, you have. Uh, well, you better you better get in their DNs and complain. I will. Uh, we have a clean Niner sweep on this one, um, which makes me feel very nervous. Uh, let's do an update on the win loss record. So last week I brought in a nice six and ten record, 
last week. Walker and Mike both finished uh, nine and seven, which brings Ooh. our season long totals to I am now 22 and 25. Walker is 26 and 21 and Mike on the podium at 20 and 27. Um, Don't call it a comeback. I won't. <laughs> because you haven't yet. Because you have. <laughs> Although I am impressed that Mike dug himself out of that hole already. I'm all, I'm impressed that I have had that I have picked seven games incorrectly all three weeks. Hey, it's called That's consistency. Very impressive. Yeah, <laughs> it's I'm, called I'm, consistency. I'm extremely consistent at being average at this. <laughs> yep. There you go. So if you want to hear more average takes, we will be back on Tuesday in our uh, review episode of the podcast uh, where we talk about the weekend's games and we take a look ahead at Thursday night football. Uh, who do we think's playing on Thursday night football next week? The Colts. Uh, the other shirt. thing don't matter. It's the battle of the horses, Colts and Broncos. Okay. All right. So for Mike and Walker, this is Jeff. Thanks for listening. Please remember, check out footballobscurity.com. We've got about 15 articles a week going up and uh, uh, start sits, uh, sleepers, walkers, ranks, which you can check out uh, at the top link at the top and um, a whole bunch of other stuff that I'm blanking on. So for Mike and Walker, this is Jeff. Thanks for listening. Take care and have a good one. Bye.